Hi, welcome to Dad's Right. Can't call it weekly anymore, really. I mean, in all honesty. It might be again at some point. Some point. Just not. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't prepare anything. Um, did you? I did a little bit. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, so, so I think, do you want to do like, did you do it in our old format or do you just want to sort of reform it again? Uh, no, I, I, I really just like listed a few things, um, on a sheet of paper. They're, they're not formatted in any order. All right. So we'll just, we'll just freeform it like our last one. And, and one then of the these next days, one. maybe we'll next actually week. get an outline. Yeah, next week, but don't hold your breath. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're so on we a different another... timeline. Our weeks take a little longer than other people's weeks. They do, <laughs> yeah. A little bit more of a hiatus. Because, you know what? Life uh, gets in the way. Sometimes, yeah. To paraphrase Jeff Goldblum. Yes, from Jurassic Park. Yes. That was life, wasn't that life finds a way? Yeah, that's why I said paraphrase. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite. It's life uh, finds a way. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I should start with a more interesting story than the first story I have listed. Um, let's see, what should I start with? Um, okay, this is kind of neat. It was announced a while ago that... Um, Canada, uh, due to increased population, as happens, um, is getting four four new seats in the House of Commons. Um, there are actually f- f- uh, three provinces are getting seats that add up to five. Ontario is getting one more seat. BC is getting one more seat, and Alberta is getting three more seats, and that's five. But we're only getting four new. Se- a, a, a net of four because Quebec is losing a seat and boy howdy are the block mad about that I would imagine they they Quebec losing is never a good sentence to make uh, Quebecers <laughs> happy <laughs> unless it's unless it's Quebec losing Canada yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing most of Canada's population growth is due to immigration and so if you don't want your population to shrink, don't have a ton of racist policies that make immigrants not want to come to your province. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's not rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> like, come to our province, but you can't wear any of your religious clear if you get a public service job. And also, if you don't speak French, you get shot by a firing squad. They also, I, I also <laughs> think they would, they don't care if their population shrinks, but they don't want to lose any seats because of it. And why should yeah, they? No, exactly. They're French. They want <laughs> they want to have their cake and eat it too. That's not how it works. It does in France. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and also, it's one seat. Oh my god! Like well, it's not like they're losing five. They, when they add seats, it must be like you. It's new seats, sort of figuratively, but also literally. They have to put new seats on the floor. So I've do, thought about do that. Do they just like, make the seats a little bit smaller? Or <laughs> And also, are the new seats nicer? So does, like, Justin get a new seat and the backbenchers get the old seat that he's been sitting on for a few years? How does it work practically, I want to know? 
I've also wondered about that. Uh, but, you know, right now, it's actually ideal because they're renovating the chamber, like the real chamber. For the past year and a half, um, all of Parliament's been happening in, like, a fake chamber that's been made to look like the real chamber, but it actually isn't. Right. It's a sound sta- It's a soundstage. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, so they can add new seats to this real chamber. But you know what I think it is? Um, almost never is every MP in the House of Commons at the same time. Right. And then and they don't actually need to be sitting to vote. So I feel like if there's a big vote where they want everybody, people would probably just like stand against the wall and vote and then leave. So there's you only a, a standing room only. But I wonder if that means if people like share, share a seat. <laughs> like two people can't be in at the same time because they have the same physical seat. There's only actually 20 seats in the place. <laughs> it's just somebody's living room. Yeah. I think I think they probably have a seat for each person. So what they like every time they add a seat, somebody's in there. Like they just must run out of room. It's a hundred and fifty year old building, older. It's way older than that, actually. Like maybe, maybe they have they... a couple under. Maybe it's like maybe it's like an airplane and they oversell it a little bit. But I wouldn't think it would be a whole lot. Yeah, probably not. But you know what? They do update it every 10 years, and they I think they add seats. Like It's not like they're adding seats every year. Yeah, no, it's kind of rare. Yeah, so like the last time it happened was 2011. We added, actually, 2011, we added 30 seats. Ooh. Yeah. Um, now, this seat change actually won't take place till 2024 at the earliest. Um, Just and, getting a head start uh, or what? Um, so probably... Sorry, why would they, why would they say it now and not do it till twenty twenty four? It could be totally different by then. Uh, well, they need to draw the districts, which is a very complicated process. Really, don't you just put a grid over the country, pretty much. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> no, like it, it's got to go to the population centers. Um, so, like the three in Alberta, it will likely be one in Edmonton, one in Calgary, and then a rural seat. Right. Um, so that'll, it'll be very interesting because, you know, Edmonton um, ridings are getting, like, tighter. A lot of them are slowly swinging to the NDP, as we saw one swing from the Conservatives to the NDP in the last election. Uh, Blake Desjardins beat a Conservative incumbent by just... 500 and something votes like it's very slim so depending on what ridings they cut into like because someone's going to shrink or at least be reshaped to fit in a new riding we could end up with a new liberal or a new ndp riding in edmonton or calgary or those they might lose a riding they might end up with a new conservative depending on how they shape it right who gets so to draw it yeah it have interesting political consequences. Um, the ones in Ontario and, and, and BC aren't as interesting. Like, it'll really just depend on on where they put them, um, if it goes conservative or liberal or NDP. Right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Bloc is fighting to have that seat not removed from Quebec. And uh, it has happened before where Quebec was slated to lose seats and they made enough of a stink that they didn't lose seats. Yeah, it doesn't surprise which, me. Yeah, which already means they have an inflated number of seats. So go ahead and lose one. 
Yep, but they won't. They probably won't. No, they probably won't. Because they, uh, they, they pander to Quebec so that they get some votes there. Every party does it. Yeah, which brings me to actually the next story. It's a good segue. Um, Saskatchewan, the Premier of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe, recently announced that he wants Saskatchewan to be a nation within a nation similar to Quebec. And What an idiot. Yeah, like, okay. We can, I feel like Quebec being a nation within a nation, there is enough grounds for that for it to at least be a debate. Like, nah, I disagree, but I, th- I think so. There's, there's, if you look at the history, like they were a French settlement, their predominant language is different. Like, I don't think, I, I, I don't think they should be, but I feel like there's enough grounds there to at least have a debate about it. But Saskatchewan has, uh, since colonization, been a uh, sort of like under British control that then went into Canadian control. Like, if anyone, the only people in Saskatchewan that have grounds to say we're a nation within a nation are the indigenous population. Yeah. But. I just don't get the point of a nation within a nation. It's like those Russian nesting dolls. And Saskatoon will become a nation within a nation within a nation. And uh, and a neighborhood of Saskatoon will become a nation within a nation within a nation within a nation. Well, it's like after after the 2019 election, when every riding in Alberta went conservative except for Edmonton, Strathcona, and that's when we started to hear about Wexit and stuff, I said that... um, if Alberta secedes from Canada, Edmonton Strathcona should secede from Alberta. <laughs> Not Edmonton as whole, just the riding. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just yeah, silly. It's... No, I don't think any one province would struggle on their own. Yeah, that's why we have a country. <laughs> yeah. The only countries the only sorry, the only provinces that might not struggle on their own. They'd significantly be reduced in, like, power and ability to do things. But the only two that I think might be able to find their way are Ontario and B.C. B.C. for sure, because it's on the coast. And they have uh, water and they have logging and they have some minerals and and that. Yeah, Ontario does have the shipping from the Great Lakes. So they could do it with Toronto. But, you know, even Toronto would, wouldn't be what Toronto is now if it wasn't sort of I know it's not the capital but it's the financial capital of the country right and and if you don't have a country if your country is greatly diminished you know is it the same sort of thing I I just I don't think so I I think BC probably has the best chance of getting it on their own just because they're right right on the coast there and it's it's not you know the ships come in there from China and that Uh, (laughs) but but they're probably the least likely to leave. They're the most sort of chill province in the whole place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I was reading an interesting. I was reading an interesting take on Twitter where it was saying essentially like Saskatchewan doesn't want to be a nation within a nation. It's just the West is seeing, is looking historically at Quebec separatism and how it has gotten them leverage. Yeah. But they're. But they're taking it wrong or they're misunderstanding because like Quebec separatism 
comes from a different place and also it's less the threat of separatism and more the fact that Quebec is the second most seat-rich province in the country. Right. It was like how somebody said, if Prince Edward Island suddenly came out with an independence party, the rest of, you know, party leaders would not be pandering to it because it's four seats. Like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> and I thought that was interesting. Sure, like, yeah, they, well, they're, yeah, they're misunderstanding the actual like reason that politically Quebec gets talked about so much and parties pander to its wants so much is because they want the seats. And you, th- you actually think the block would almost decrease the amount of leverage they have because they get so many seats in Quebec now that it's harder for the liberals and the and the conservatives to, to get seats. So, so yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, vote your block in. Yeah. We're still not going to give you that. We're still taking a seat away. Yeah. yeah. Yes and no, because there are a lot of minority governments now, and, you know, that's when the bloc has some use. But if you elect bloc MPs in a majority government, doesn't matter. Like, yeah, in that way, like, you have no leverage in Quebec. Like, right now, the bloc is one of two parties that might work with Trudeau on something, you know? So he might acquiesce a little bit if he prefers their demands to the NDP demands. Yeah, but you you can't, I mean, from a political standpoint, you can't work with a separatist party. He's, like, not formally, but he's, you know... Um, oh, he'll take their votes if they vote for something that he did, but there's no way he'll form, like, any sort of coalition or anything with them. No, no, and, and that's not what I meant. Like, he, uh... I just meant, like reaching out to them to like will you support this one measure and them being like yeah sure if you do this racist thing if you keep our seat in the house of commons yeah exactly uh so yeah that was that was silly um in other canadian politics news uh i don't remember what if we talked about this last time we did a podcast because i don't remember the last time we did a podcast yeah i feel like it was right after we got back to ontario Something like that. I feel like we did one in the new house. Yeah. No, we did one in the new house at the kitchen table. I think so, yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned this, but Annami Paul resigned as the Green Party leader. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, but uh, she, she stepped down, but didn't actually. Like, she was still in control of the party's social media. She was still its leader. And it was because her lawyers were, like, negotiating something without, like, lawsuits about her in the Green Party or something. Like, normally when a leader steps down, they're just done. Right. But, like, she was on so long that the Green Party, even after she resigned, launched a leadership review (laughs) for her, even though she'd resigned, but, like, she was still around. Um, anyway, it has been finalized. She is now months after she resigned, like not, no longer the leader of the Green Party. And not only that, she resigned her Green Party membership. That's not surprising. No. Um, so she's gone and, you know, she did well in the interview, uh, sorry, in the interviews, in the, um, debates, but she just was a bad leader 
Who uh, who's poised to take her place? Uh, nobody. Um, Elizabeth May sort of endorsed Paul Manley, who was the man who the second Green MP to win an election, but who lost in twenty twenty one. Right. Um, Elizabeth May. Yeah, when she declined, she declined to run for leader when she was asked, and she said she thought Paul Manley should run, which, you know, I would consider an endorsement. I guess. Um, but uh, there's also the person who came in second place to Anime Paul, right. Dimitri Lascarius, who is a, a very left-wing member of the Green Party. Yeah, that um, that's not a great an, idea. An eco-socialist. Um, if you're just trying to get a foothold, that's not what you want. It, I don't know. I feel like if the Green Party is going to go the eco-socialist route, just merge with the NDP. Well, they should anyway. Yeah. Well, yes. But the amount of seats, the NDP probably would have won at least 10 more seats if they were merged with the Green Party in this last election. Yeah. Probably more. <laughs> yep. Um... But anyway, NA Paul's gone. Um, I have to say, the Green Party has to elect the best leader it's ever had if they want to survive. Yeah, absolutely, which is going to be tough because Elizabeth May was pretty good. Yeah. I think they have a little bit of a problem with Elizabeth May now, though, continuing on as an MP, because the media very much still treats her like the leader of the Green Party. Yeah. Like, whenever the Green Party does something, we're looking for Elizabeth May's comments, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, no leader can just lead. They basically also need the approval of Elizabeth May. Um, she's... The other thing is, she's very popular in her riding in that area. Um... So if she resigned, like, it puts one of their seats up for grabs. Absolutely. Puts their seat up for grabs. Sorry? Puts their seat up for grabs. Yeah. It's kind of a lose-lose situation. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, also, the House of Commons... Um, uh, is requiring MPs to be vaccinated to enter the chamber. Um, you know, the house. Um, Not the toilet. To f- physically be in it. A different chamber. Yeah, different chamber. Um, but if they actually want to physically be in the house, they have to be vaccinated. These are rules set by an independent commission. Um, so, of course, the conservatives are making a big deal out of it and fighting it. Um, and I have to, like... <laughs> How out of whack are your priorities that this is what you're going to make a big deal out of? Like, Yeah, it's the same thing going on at Canada Post. They have a new... They want everybody to get vaccinated, so there's big pushback on that. Well, that's the other thing. Like, other workplaces are requiring it, and people have to either get vaccinated or get laid off. So why are, why are MPs special? Yeah, no, they why are. Should- but yeah. what 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 makes Trudeau special? He didn't get his second shot. He hasn't. No, he opted out. Really? I think so. Yeah, look it up. That's 
surprising to me. I guess that counts as vaccinated. I don't know if it was medical reasons or something. Trudeau's second dose vaccine. Trudeau receives Moderna COVID-19 vaccine for second dose, July 2nd, 2021. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. I thought, what did I, I must have read something else then. Maybe it was before that? No, it was after that. Huh. Oh, must have been something maybe, else. Maybe you were reading about a third shot? Because people are getting third shots. Some are, but he wouldn't be in line for it. Like, you need to be old or... Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he's compromised or he whatever. Could get anything he wanted. He could get it, but it would be bad to get a third shot. Like it would look bad to get a third shot because he's not in line for it. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say maybe he opted out of that one because it would be bad. Maybe. Um, but anyway, like conservatives are fighting this, and I'm like, come on, man, just get vaccinated, or like the rest of us have to deal with it. You should too. Like seriously, really? I I just. I mean, I, I get the personal choice part of it, and I'm, I'm, I am for that, but there's consequences to personal choices. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. I, I think everyone should get the vaccine, but it is, at the end of the day, a personal choice because we live in a free country, and so you can choose not to get the vaccine, but then you must live with the consequences. Yeah. We all have to live with the consequences of our personal choices, and... Making a personal choice doesn't make you free of these consequences. This is no different. No, I agree. Yeah, there's lots so, of things that we... It's it's like speeding, right? Either you choose yeah. to go too fast in your car, if you get pulled over and you get a ticket, then you got to pay it. Yeah. You're not arrested. Unless, you know, they're it's like crazy. Yeah. But, uh, in general, yeah. There's still consequences. There's consequences to actions. There's consequences to choices. Absolutely. You have to, if you want to be, if you want to live in society, then there are rules that you have to follow. If you don't, knock yourself out. Go live off the grid, be Grizzly Adams, don't get your vaccines, homeschool your kids. It's fine. It's all fine. I don't have a problem with any of it. But live with the consequences. But those are the consequences. Yeah. So I feel like this is why the conservatives can't win elections, because there are huge problems going on in the world right now, from climate change to the COVID-19 pandemic to a rise in ultranationalism. To, to big birds saying, get the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> and, there's, and they're choosing to make a big stink of this. Um, and in related news, 21, I think, conservative MPs are creating a sub-caucus um, to investigate, like, COVID the COVID-19 vaccine and how requirements are um, infringing on personal rights and stuff like that. Like, they're not I don't know if anybody saw the air quotes. study it to see, like, what it's going on. <laughs> and so I think we know all the conservative MPs who aren't vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. Even though they won't release that. That's what, did you see uh, Aaron Rodgers, the football player, telling people he was fully, I don't know if he said the word vaccinated, but like led people to believe that he was vaccinated, but then he got COVID and it came out that he wasn't vaccinated. He got some like homeopathic doctor to give him some sort of herb combination or something and he's like yeah I'm good <laughs> yeah I did uh, I did hear about that it's ridiculous 
So it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, sure, I'm good. I got it. I got. I'm taken care of. This. Uh, okay. Yeah. Th- this one is called the. They're calling it the Civil Liberties Caucus. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So fifteen to thirty conservative MPs and senators forming a mini caucus. Um, to defend the interest of anti-vaxxers and those facing loss of unemployment due to their refusal to be vaccinated. It's led by conservative MP Marilyn Gladue, who um, ran for leadership uh, in the last leadership election, but didn't get enough support to even get her name on the ballot. Huh. <laughs> um, Can you hear that noise, the drilling noise? No, I can't. Who's oh. drilling what? We have a gas guy here who's running gas to the barbecue the stove and the dryer so soon we'll be all natural gassed up so i'm excited about nice. that i'm really happy to get me back on natural gas for my barbecue because there's nothing worse than <laughs> having to get propane i i wouldn't know but i believe you yeah there's nothing <laughs> having to get propane is not bad running out of propane when you're trying to cook something is bad that's why i have like three tanks but if you just can put natural gas in, then you don't have to worry about it. But you do have to remember to turn off your barbecue because it never shuts off if you don't. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> and your bill is uh, high. Any money you may have saved is gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, this, this caucus... Um, Gladue had to come out, Marilyn Gladue had to come out and say, like, it's not an anti-O'Toole caucus. Uh, which, okay. Um, and O'Toole had to come out and say he's okay with the caucus happening. Oh, is he? Um, yeah, I'm like, what else is he going to say? Like, if he comes out and says, I'm not, that just shows such a fractured party. Yeah. Like, so, of course... Um, he's gonna say that uh, but what I thought was really interesting is that um, Brian Mulroney came out and said that O'Toole should gather all unvaccinated MPs and show them the door removing them from his caucus wow um, yeah he, Mulroney said that's leadership who am I to argue with tens of thousands of brilliant scientists and doctors who urge the population desperately to get vaccinated look you're not the leader to follow you are the leader to lead and if you think this is in the national interest Canada's interest you get your members of parliament in line and they have to support what you're doing yeah I agree with them I agree too and uh, and to me to me this is why they lost the last election because they didn't show leadership on vaccines. They were so lukewarm and flip-floppy. And yeah, Aaron O'Toole came out and did a PSA with all the leaders after the debate saying get vaccinated. And he made a big deal of him getting vaccinated, but wouldn't say, wouldn't commit to all his candidates being vaccinated and wouldn't say how many of his candidates are vaccinated and now won't say how many of his MPs are vaccinated. Like, you're not ta- you're not leading on this position. You are lukewarming. Yeah, he's not. Uh, I mean, I don't know that that's why they lost. I think there's lots of reasons why they lost, but it's probably one of them. Yeah. Um. In other Canadian political news, on the federal level, Justin Trudeau named his post cabinet or post election cabinet. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. 
you know, almost two months after the election. Uh, Parliament is still not sitting, by the way. They're not called back until November 22nd. Because they have nowhere to sit. They're, they're putting new chairs in. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of change in this cabinet. Uh, Christia Freeland, um, the only woman holding this government together, stays on as Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Finance. Um, still the first Minister of Finance, uh, female Minister of Finance Canada's ever had. Um, Mark Garneau, the astronaut, is out as uh, out of cabinet. He's been he's had several cabinet positions. He was Minister of Transport for a while, and then um, Minister of something else before receiving um, uh, big promotion to Minister of Foreign Affairs. Um, and I guess he didn't do a good job because he was kicked out of cabinet. <laughs> he was Minister of Foreign Affairs from January twelfth, twenty one. 2021 to October 26th, 2021. How um, can he be bad in that short a span? Yeah, he was Minister of Transport from 2015 to 2021, so uh, I guess he was a decent Minister of Transport, but not a very good Minister of Foreign Affairs. Well, it makes sense if you're an astronaut, <laughs> you transport things, you've been transported. <laughs> hey, Shatner went to space. That's happened since our last podcast. Oh, yeah, all right, that's true, that's true. That is the one thing... Um, that Blue Origin's done that I've been happy with. <laughs> I was I was pleased that they brought William Shatner to space. I which, thought it was sweet. I thought it was awesome. Um, which one is Blue and, Origin? Is that Bezos? Sorry? Is that Bezos's rocket? Yeah, that's Bezos' space company, Blue Origin. Oh, okay. That was your sister texting me, asking me if I'm upstairs. Oh, Just a second. I didn't hear it. It's me, Mad. Well, I'm sure the podcasters did. The podcast listeners, or listener, if we have any left at this point. I mean, it's been so long. Grandma. It's been so long. Yeah, no, it was good. I think. Uh, did he have to pay? Probably not. Did he ask him? Did. did he ask? Did he say, "Hey, can you make your rocket a little less phallic for me to fly in it"? <laughs> Probably not. Um, but no, I was pretty okay with that. Um, the. Uh, um, I was going to say something else about this. I don't remember, though. Oh, um, on that, though, sad news. One of the astronauts that went up with him... Um, Died in a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Yeah, you figure you can fly a rocket, you can fly a plane, but I guess it doesn't translate. Maybe not. I guess also just small planes are dangerous. But... Yeah, a lot of people have died. In some, I mean, John Denver. I think that was a home homemade plane. And, like... I would never go up in a homemade plane. It's a kit. Like, just a really Sorry. big, like a kit, I think. Like a really big model. Yeah, still, I'm not going up in a plane that was assembled yeah. from a kit. No, yeah, it's like a, it's like getting a really, really big Millennium Falcon thing that actually flies and then going in it. No, pass. Yeah. This isn't going to work well. This is not going to end well. Yeah. I don't even like the car kits, you know? They make those car kits, too. It's like, nah. Yeah, no thanks. I think I'll get it pre-assembled. I know it's yeah. still just a person, but they, they've done lots. It's not the first yeah. one they've made. Where is it? I want to know. That's a good question. Like, you know, how many cars is the person that made my car made? So that you I know, know if they're good. It's mostly robots making your car. Yeah, that's true. So. And we, tr I, I mean, we, go. we got rid of the, the expedition. I don't, I, I guess, yeah. Have you not? You haven't. That was after you left. 
no, 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 no. Oh, that's right. No. Yeah, yeah. So the I don't know if we talked about that or not, but we traded in for a much smaller, fuel efficient uh, car where the window rolls down and the air conditioning works, which is becoming less and less relevant as the days pass. <laughs> but the window rolling down is nice. Yeah, our house here in Edmonton has been freezing recently. Oh yeah, what's wrong? The furnace not working? We're not sure. We're trying to figure it out. We think we're going to have to get the landlady to send somebody before we get into deep winter. Um, but uh, like, it's been like at the worst, ten degrees colder than what we've sent to set it to. Yeah, that's not right. On the on the worst days, I've been walking around like sweaters with a blanket wrapped around myself, constantly holding a cup of tea to keep my hands warm and like drinking so much tea that I was peeing every hour. Yeah, you, um, you definitely need to get somebody in before it gets cold or the pipes will freeze. Yeah, it's not good. Um, What's the temperature there these days? It, uh, it, you know, at the warmest part of the day, it's between 3 and 10 degrees and in the coldest part of the days it's between 1 and negative 5 okay we haven't really hit the negatives here yet but we haven't turned our furnace on it's that's one perk of a townhouse is you kind of steal your neighbor's heat so yeah, <laughs> yeah. we haven't had as long the, as the neighbors turn the heat on we're good sorry as long as the neighbors turn our heat their heat on we're good for another while yeah. yet <laughs> um yeah we we only hit the negatives in like at like 2 a.m. Oh, okay. Right when I go to work. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, but the Trudeau's cabinet, um, the woman who... Uh, so Canada has been for a long time having a big problem with sexual misconduct and sexual assault in our military. I don't think that's... And, I mean, I don't think... I'd be shocked if it was just Canada. It's just Canada's doing something about it where other places still aren't. Yes, very... Pub, by that, I meant, like, a very public scandal about it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and uh, Harjit Sajan, whose name I'm probably butchering, um, has been one of the most consistent ministers in Trudeau's cabinet. He was Minister of National Defense um, since Trudeau took office in 2015. Straight on through until this new cabinet when he was fired um, for bungling because he's been like the face of this crisis and it's mismanagement. Mm. Um, so he has been replaced with a woman, um, which is important because it's the first woman uh, since Kim Campbell to hold the Minister of National Defense portfolio and only the second woman ever. Um, Anita Anand, who used to be the Minister of National Procurement, so she got all our vaccines okay. and um, performed very well, not well, only in her job, but in interviews. Um, she was a little well, slow uh, on getting them initially, but in the end it worked out. Yeah, and she's been very good in interviews and stuff, which is really the most important aspect of being a minister, is like being able to answer questions well and not just reading off a sheet of pre-approved lines, like making it sound semi-natural and intelligent. Yeah. Um, so she's very good at that. So she's been promoted to Minister of National Defense and is going to have to handle this crisis. So what a time to be alive for her. Um, Carolyn Bennett, who's been um, the Minister of Crown Indigenous Relations since um, for a very long time, um, got a demotion because um, when Joni Rilson-Raybould was still an MP, um, 
Is that the she, girl from um, Pitch Perfect? Jody Wilson Rabels? No. Okay. No. She's. You know who she is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. She. Uh, when she was still an MP before the election, she said the Trudeau government shouldn't call an election and focus on the pandemic and the issues um, facing it. Um, she is an Indigenous woman. Um, and Carolyn Bennett, the Minister of Crown Indigenous Relations, sent her a text saying that she only didn't want an election because she was worried. Oh, I think you're frozen. Oh, no. Uh, th- three year. Oh, can you, can you hear me? I can now. Only didn't want an election okay. because. Uh, sorry? She only she said she only didn't want an election because and then um, oh yes and then they froze here, here. you because uh, they must have heard you oh yeah Rebel um, Wilson froze you because she must have heard you no well well Carolyn Bennett sent Jody Wilson Rabel the text implying that she only didn't want an election because Jody Wilson Rabel wanted to get her pension and if she didn't hit the amount of years being an MP necessary to get a pension if there's an election um so people were mad about that uh so she was demoted to minister of mental health and addictions and associate minister of health um minister of mental health and addictions that's a new ministry and i think one we probably need so that's good um but she was moved away from in the indigenous portfolio um and the other a uh, big, big one is um, Randy Bossano, who is a Liberal MP from Edmonton. He was from 2015-2019, lost to a Conservative in 2019, but then re-picked up his seat in um, 2000 and uh, in, in this last election. Um, he has been made uh, Minister of Tourism and Associate Minister of Finance. Um, which is uh, important because he's apparently wanted to be in cabinet for a while but um, the sort of rumor is that uh, he's difficult to work with Oh yeah. and and Justin Trudeau doesn't actually much like him Uh. Um, but he needed a liberal minister from Alberta and there's one in there's one MP in in uh, Edmonton and one MP in uh, Calgary, and the one in Calgary was the favorite to get the ministerial seat until his election campaign came under investigation by the RCMP. Uh, so Trudeau was kind of only left with one option uh, to put Randy Bossano in. So that was. Well, we'll see how he does. That's that's. Sometimes that's it's nice it. to have. I mean, at least a dissenting voice in the in the room. Somebody who's not just going to agree with everything he says. Yeah, I guess. Um, they're going to be mad, though, because they didn't want him to run. Former mayor of Edmonton, Don Iveson, was going to run for that seat but he for the Liberals, but he didn't want to contest the nomination, Don Iveson, because he's, he's very vain. He just wanted to be given the nomination, and Randy Bosno wouldn't back down, so uh, Don Iveson didn't run. He would have been a star candidate, so... I think they're mm. mad at him. Um, 
And then uh, a woman named Melanie Jolly has become the new foreign affairs minister, which is um, a cabinet position. Oh, no. We've lost Dylan again. Christia Freeland was promoted to deputy prime minister, minister of finance. Um, we've had three ministers of foreign affairs, I believe, because um, Trudeau keeps shuffling through because I guess he hasn't been happy. And uh, so good luck to Melanie Jolly. She's She's got... Uh, Minister of Quite. short job span. Yeah. Minister of try your best not to get fired. Um, and then the last, last, I think I said this before and I was wrong, but this is really the last big one. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, yes, that's no, right. This is really the last big one uh, because it has a lot of far-reaching effects. A man named Stephen French last name um, was uh, given the Minister of Environment and Climate Change portfolio, and that is important because he, before being elected as a Liberal MP, he was an anti-pipeline activist. Um, so Jason Kenney is very mad. Grr. An anti-pipeline activist is um, given the Minister of Environment. That's not shocking. No, it's uh, someone who well, cares about environmental issues. I mean, haven't been as like vocal about it in the past as. Yeah, well, I mean, has. but also you did just once you become the minister, you also are supposed to anyway weigh every viewpoint, not just plow through with your own. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I thought it was also really funny, though, that Jason Kenney said that he was mad that he wasn't consulted on this pick. And I was like, why would you be consulted on Trudeau's cabinet? Just a second. Okay, we got to wrap it up. Mom's home. She's home early, which is nice. Oh, all right. Um, Well, uh, I'll I'll, I'll whip through a few things then as as much as I can. All right. uh, the leaders of three Canadian agri-food groups have said that farmers want to reduce carbon emissions, but they need government help in order to do it. Uh, no duh, and the government should help them. Um, it's a very important thing. Uh, COP26, big climate, big climate meeting coming in, uh, is currently happening in Glasgow, where all the major nations of the world um, come together to figure out what climate goal they don't want to meet this year. Um, China. Yeah, did you see declined. Biden fall asleep at the like one of the speeches there? Yeah, Joe Biden fell asleep at one of the speeches. That was really funny. I was like, this um, is the most China... important meeting in the history of this. And <laughs> he's nodding off. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you elect, uh, what is he, 70? Yeah, they need their naps. He needs man. his naps. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, plus he needs his power naps. Like he just got there, so time change and stuff. Yeah. I don't blame him, but. Man, get some, like, sunglasses or something so people don't know. Yeah. His, uh, that's a news story that we don't have time to go into, but his approval ratings are terrible right now. They're really bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, COP26 in Glasgow. Thanks a lot. I think, I think thanks a lot to, uh, Manchin and, uh, what's her name holding up that infrastructure bill. Yeah, Cinema holding up that infrastructure bill. They're, they're going to be the instruments of their own demise. Um... Today, COP26, China declined to show up in person. They're being difficult to meet on uh, targets and stuff, but they surprised everybody by uh, 
forging an agreement with the U.S. to work together um, despite tensions being high. So that was interesting. Uh, India is also being difficult. They said that developing countries should have the right to use up the rest of their, quote, carbon budget, which is the amount of CO2 that the world can release before hitting the 1.5 degrees Celsius that the U.N. has said we need to limit before averting disaster. Um, that is a terrible goal because 1.5 isn't will be fine. It's we can probably mitigate the worst of it. So sorry, India, you're wrong. Um, and also looking at a graph, uh, I don't know if anyone knows this, but Canada has never come even close to hitting a climate goal. And if we hold strict to our current course, we still wouldn't hit Paris. And uh, we're probably not going to hold strict to Paris. And it's important to remember, we are not necessarily the big emitter like China, the United States, and India, but per capita, we're one of the worst emitters in the world. And if you take into account the oil that we ship to other, pardon me, to other countries, we're at least partially responsible for a lot more. And we do have the immense power to limit climate change. We just don't. Um, it's uh, so. It's it, nobody ever meets their goals, though. It's not just Canada. Yeah, I know. But I was looking at a, cla- uh, a graph. It, like not even close. Never have we ever been close. I feel like other countries must at least come close, but I don't, I don't know that think for so. a fact, to be honest. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> the uh, sad news, the Toronto van attack that happened uh, three years ago um, claimed another victim after a 65-year-old woman who was a nurse. Uh, she'd been in the hospital since the attack and succumbed to her injuries recently. Um, the driver of the attack was found guilty a while back on 10 counts of first-degree murder and 16 counts of attempted murder. Um, now, one of those counts of attempted murder is murder. However, he is not likely to face another charge of first-degree murder when he is sentenced uh, on January 11th. But the judge has said uh, they will take into account that there is another victim during the sentencing. Um Trump ally Steve Bannon was indicted Friday on two counts of contempt of Congress after he defied a congressional subpoena from the House Committee investigating the January 6th insurrections at the U.S. Capitol. Um, I would love to see him in jail. He's a terrible human being. Um, and uh, I think it sends a strong message to, uh, to to people who want to defy the subpoena um, and not testify. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um uh two two other small things um sorry not small things but two two last things ethiopia is on the verge of a civil war as um rebels in the northern region of tigray have seized most of the province um there was a ceasefire a while ago but fighting has picked up recently uh the fighting broke out after ethiopia delayed a national election a while back citing the coronavirus Tigray had their own regional election then, um, which was declared unconstitutional by the central government. And last week, a joint investigation by the Ethiopian Human Rights Commission and the UN Human Rights Office concluded that there are, quote, reasonable grounds to believe that all parties uh, to the conflict in Tigray have, to varying degrees, committed violations of international human rights, humanitarian and refugee law, some of which may amount to war crimes and crimes against humanity. The conflict is quote, defined overall by a legacy of sexual violation that has happened to many women and girls. Terrible, um, terrible stuff going on in Ethiopia that uh, is not getting talked about a lot because it's not happening in a major country, but it's something I think we all need to be aware of. Um, And the last thing I have is that Edmonton and Calgary held their municipal elections and um, 
three provincial referendums. Um, the municipal elections went very poorly for conservatives as the two cities elected their uh, most progressive city councils ever. Calgary elected its first female mayor ever, who also is uh, an Indian woman and its first um, uh, Punjabi, I believe, mayor ever. Edmonton elected Emerjeet Sohi, a former liberal cabinet minister who was on the progressive side of the liberal party. Um, Edmonton's first uh, um, minority mayor. Um, Edmonton also elected, um, for the first time ever, a majority women city council. Um, before this election, two of the 12 city councillors were women, and now it's eight of the 12 city councillors are women. Um, and change. also eight are progressive, not just the women, but uh, there are eight progressive city councillors and four conservative city councillors. So that's good if you're me. Um, <laughs> um, and the referendums are very important. Um, there were three referendums. One was on whether or not Alberta wanted to permanently stay in daylight savings time, um, which failed by less than a percentage point, which I was really sad about um, because I, I'm a big believer in staying in daylight savings time. Yeah, like it so it's, Yeah, so it was something, it was like 50.1 to 49.9. Um, it was super close, but it just failed. Um, there was Senate elections, which is, you don't elect senators, but basically there's a referendum on who do you want the premier to recommend to the prime minister to appoint a set senators, which is still not how senators work. Um, but three people were elected. None of the ones I voted for all conservative shocking. Um, Trudeau's probably not going to appoint them. Uh, Apparently, though, their names are going to be, one of them at least, applied to the independent commission that recommends senatorial appointments to the liberal or to the prime minister. Um, so we'll see if she goes through. Probably not, but, you know, we'll see. It's a farce and a waste of money, but it's a way for, you know, it's a stick for Jason Kenney to hit the federal government with. Yeah, I could care less about the Senate. Or I couldn't yeah. care less. <laughs> Um, and the last big ref, the last referendum was the big one, which was the should the um, uh, section of the Constitution that deals with equalization be removed from the Constitution. That passed like 68% to 30 whatever percent. Um, but, and now, so now Jason Kenney's out there saying, like, you know, oh, it passed by a huge margin and. Um, the federal government has to listen to us. 68% people voted for it. That's misleading. Municipal elections, low turnout. In reality, about 18.5% of Albertans voted to have the section of equalization removed. Yeah, but, but uh, I mean, but so many people didn't vote. It's not 18.5% voted to remove. I mean, maybe that's what it is, but that's misleading as well. If you cared enough about that issue, you'd go vote. So the, I guess the people that care about it went and voted for it. I don't know. I feel like... I, I would like to see the question... I would like to see the results of the question during a federal election. Or a provincial election when there's higher turnout. Yeah. 
it, it's also I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people abstained from voting for it because it was a because it was a farce. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter. Doesn't change anything. And it was also found by an independent commission to be misleading because it, it suggested that something would happen. Oh yeah, but like no, nothing's happening. It's completely. Yeah, it's completely non-binding. Nothing can happen. You can't. A province can't unilaterally amend the constitution. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything will happen with it. It'll be super. Like I'm sure he'll try to make it a big issue, but I doubt anything will really happen with it because the other other provinces do not care. They don't care. Nor should they. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's everything I had listed. All right. Well, well uh, we can maybe get together again next week. I'll do a little bit earlier before Mom oh, gets home. Sorry, no, I know you have to go, but I have one more really quick, super small thing, but I really wanted to mention it. Um, there is a theater in Alberta called The Grindstone. It's in Edmonton. And um, they do a lot of improv and improv musicals and um, a, a lot of performer-created stuff. And they recently came out with a musical called Hot Boy Summer. Um, it's a farce on Jason Kenney's, quote, best summer ever when he reopened Alberta and completely reignited the coronavirus pandemic here. Right. Um, and it puts, like, Jason Kenney as a frat boy and, like... Oh, you're frozen again. We've lost Dylan. It must be your Wi-Fi, because mine's good. <laughs> And it's getting great reviews from the Edmonton Journal, and I was super excited to see it. It is sold out already. Every show is sold out, and I won't be able to see it, and I'm really sad. Oh, that's too bad. Sounds funny. And you're frozen again. Anyway, that's everything I have. Alrighty. Well, we'll we'll do this again next week, maybe, or uh, some point in the future. You're really you're freezing up a lot. Alrighty. That's it for this one. We'll talk at you again next time.